0: Right out in front, it of pinballs off Schwartz. Schwartz out of the corner, Yamamoto scores! Kyler Yamamoto to the roof! Power play goal! The Kraken have tied it! Backlit, here's a chance, Hoovero scores! Hoovero puts it home. 4 one Calgary. Fine, up the inboard to go, Sanderson drops it back. And it comes Spencer with a pass and Radio is back in the Edmonton area. This is Sports 1440 and the Kevin Carius Show.
1: It's Friday, so let's tear up the old patch clicker in a schnell and make a fast break to the midnight hour. Good morning to you. Uh, Kevin Carrius, along with our co-host on Fridays, Eddie Steele. Good morning, Eddie. Good morning, Kevin. Some positivity, finally. This is the first show, I think, that we've done in over a month where the Oilers, well, normally they were playing Thursday nights, or at least Wednesday, and coming off a loss or something bad. And this is the first time, so now we can talk a little bit about the Great Cup. We can talk about the Oilers going into Tampa Bay tomorrow afternoon on a three-game
2: heater. No need to beat him up for a couple hours straight, you know? What are we going to do? You know, <laughs> well, it's a good thing because, like you say, we can uh, touch on a few different topics. Obviously some Oilers, tee up the game tomorrow, and it's going to be a great show, man. And, of course,
1: Eddie Steele is brought to you by Bonton Bakery. Did you know Bonton Bakery's long fermentation sourdough breads, not only delicious, but they're also good for digestion and are a diabetes friendly alternative. Check out their full line of bread in-store or or order online at monton.ca. I picked up a loaf
2: the other day myself. I stopped in there after the show last week, too. Oh, there we go.
1: <laughs> I thought you were coming in with some monkey bread this morning, I'll be honest.
2: Uh, well, you're the one who committed to that to me. I'll you said, I'll that. stop in there on my way.
1: I'll get on that, yeah. <laughs> uh, text line open one 833 1440 You can call us as well on that same line if you've got something to discuss with myself or Eddie. It's Grey Cup week, already well in progress. We had Jerry Haraxa, Spirit of Edmonton, on. When you were playing in Grey Cup week, did you go to the Spirit of Edmonton for a quick little hit here? You know, not I'm not saying you were there for eight hours, but... I. I remember seeing all the
2: players go in for just, you know, 10, 15 minutes to check it out. You know, honestly, when uh, we were in the Grey Cup in 2015, it was in Winnipeg. And me being a Winnipeg boy, I was I had people tugging at me left oh, and right. Yeah. And uh, going back, I wish I would have changed things because keeping it real, Kevin, I spent the whole week in my hotel room. Mm-hmm. I didn't go out. I didn't see people. didn't see family. I just locked it down. I didn't even go to the awards show with my teammate. I literally mm-hmm. just locked it down and tried to focus as much as I could. Well, that's good on you.
1: I mean, that would have been a tough thing to do because they always say you want to... You know, just experience what it's all about. But I mean, you have to walk that fine line too.
2: You do. So, and that's why I say, going back, like uh, maybe I would change things. I would participate a little more because having gotten to go to some great cups and participate, yeah. boy, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> I, I tweeted out earlier in the week, I have some FOMO not being at the great cup. <laughs> Miss it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think you sent a picture out on social media because the awards uh, last night, CFL awards with Brady Oliveira. Yeah. So when was that picture taken? And maybe just explain to our listeners if they didn't see it.
2: Absolutely. So uh, Brady Oliveira came. I was a partner in a program called Recruit Ready uh, that we funded, me and five buddies that I played college football with at the University of Manitoba. And uh, we started training kids in the basement of a high school called Oak Park, actually where Nick Dembski and Brady Oliveira went. Mm. But Brady came to us uh, in grade nine before he even started playing football. He was a soccer player. And uh, through the training and through a lot of hard work on Brady's end, uh, he's turned himself into just a phenomenal, phenomenal football player face of a franchise and just living the dream, being a hometown hero, playing for your hometown team. It's pretty special. Does he have a a crack, a a look at an NFL opportunity? You know, probably not in all honesty, because his body type, NFL is a different game. He's a thicker type of a guy. He'd be more of a fullback. He's not a burner. You know, he runs a four five, I believe, four, six. But would he be a tweener between a fullback and a running back in the NFL or... Yeah, you know, know, he could pound the hard yards. He could pound the hard yards. Uh, And I'm not taking anything away from Brady. I'm not. But if you look at Winnipeg and historically the past five years, why they've been good, it's their offensive line. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as good as Brady is, he's nothing without that O-line. And Andrew Harris put out great performances with that O-line, and they've just been doing it for, like I say, five, six years now straight, and they are the heartbeat of that club.
1: CFL awards last night. Uh, Chad Kelly, no surprise, really, to win the uh, you know the quarterback. They don't. I, I want to say Shenley all the time. I still, I'm still hooked on the Shenleys. I just was it almost popped out. But most outstanding player, I guess, and that wasn't much of a surprise, I guess.
2: Yeah, that's what you get, right? He's a quarterback, yeah. and uh, his record was great. I don't think they lost the game that he started. Yeah. Uh, stats Except for weren't, one big one in the playoffs. Yeah, the, <laughs> the, the votes were in before that <laughs> game. The stats didn't weren't they weren't eye popping this year, but he played good football. He really did. You can't take that away. And I think anytime a quarterback has uh, you know an above average performance, he'll get the MOP. You know, nine times out of ten in the CFL.
1: Uh, Kelly had a comment after last night saying, uh, I haven't even looked at the film. I don't want to look at the film. I'm obviously going to have to do it at some point, but right now mentally I'm not there.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's it's early yeah. still. It's a week after season's over. I understand, but boy, yeah. you better look at that film and study it. Cause yeah. it wasn't good. Some people were
1: making a big stink of him just kind of storming off the field and not shaking hands, and I, I don't really care about no, that. No, do I, don't, I, don't I don't care
2: don't. either. You can get away with that once, but yeah. that be, yeah, you can't do that. That can't become something that uh, is a norm for you. You don't see Tom Brady and the greats mm-hmm. storming off after a loss, right? Just, yeah, maybe it's a one-off, and, I mean, you could see how dejected he was. And for and sure, on. and terrible performance. Terrible, and There's man. all this stuff coming out about how he played concussed, and, yeah, it's, it's a weird, weird situation. Uh, before I forget, just wanted to give a big shout out to everyone
1: in Leduc last night. L.A. the CFCW Critters were there, and I was a part of the team. My the the my rookie game for the Critters got called rookie a lot on the bus. Thanks to Bruce, our bus driver, everybody uh, that uh, came out and welcomed me, and we had a good turnout in Leduc, Raised uh, some good money for the Leduc uh, Hospital Foundation. Awesome. Had a lot of fun. Uh, you know, crit- Critters always win. Apparently, he, did you, know. you finish? Oh yeah, yeah. You got some in? Oh no, 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 no. It's. A, I I think I had a couple of uh, apples. Oh, okay. You know, yeah, a couple yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you were you were pointless. No, I was pointless, but I, they were sort of. Uh you know, Marty was giving me the gears about I think so he's on the bench and I think he announced uh, an assist, second assist every every goal, which was you know obviously I was on the bench for all of them. So, uh, <laughs> but anyway, the main thing is to raise money and yeah, I had a lot of fun. It was a lot. I mean, going on the bus, you know, they had a burger for you, you had a couple pops and and pizza after, and the guys out in Leduc were great. The team was good and. You know they they bought into the atmosphere of, of everything and, and it's about being in the community raising money that's the most important part exactly
2: so. at the end of the day doing it for the great mm-hmm. cause
1: back to the great cup and do you even like again you've been out of the game a couple of years but do the juices kind of get flowing a little bit here hundred percent yeah?
2: yeah and they don't get flowing until really the playoffs come it's it's quite something actually you know i i'm very in tune with the game and i watch the game throughout the regular season but when playoffs come that's when you actually get that itch mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't always have that itch, but when I see the playoffs and the opportunity to suit it up and go out there and compete for a championship, oh, I wish I could do it. Because <laughs> it's just different. Just like hockey, yeah. it's, it's different. Playoffs are just different. It's better, more competitive, and you're playing for something. Not that mm-hmm. the regular season doesn't count, but you're playing for something. Kevin carries Eddie Steele on Sports 14,
1: It's going to be like 12 or 13 above today. That's just insane. It's wild. So, text coming in, Stair Farmer has his normal check-in roll call. Good morning, gentlemen. Have a good show. Call or text one 833 1440 Here's a question for our listeners, because Sunday, I mean, I, when, when I was growing up, there were Grey Cup parties almost at every household. If, you know, if it was in your city, yeah, maybe you went to the game, but in this instance, okay, now 4 o'clock, you know, so... You're kind of getting in, and it, back in the day, the games were earlier. You know, they pushed them back, but you know, you always had a great cup party. So the question is, are you going to have a great cup party this Sunday at your house? You're going to go watch something. Are you going to be part of a great cup festivity? So, Eddie, did like, I mean, again, when I was growing up, there were great cup parties. There was like three on a block. Yeah, that's same. how it was. Same man, you same. know, because it was a big deal, and maybe. Maybe because, it, you know, the game was earlier. If you push it back, you know, you kind of, you're out. The game was done by supper time. Exactly. So now the game is not done till like 8.
2: 8, and then, yeah, you by know, the time so. it's all
1: said and done, halftime, everything's yeah. elongated. So, and I understand that. Like, I mean, that's... The Super Bowls, you know, for show—that's what it is. Yeah, it's it's a daily, it's a show. It's a it's a one as you said. So, are you having a great cup party? One eight three three four zero one fourteen forty.
2: And ahead. I want to say to the listeners and the texters, tell us what some of your favorite Whoa. food items are. You know, we always got to get into some food on Friday. You got the former yes. lineman in here, so I want so, to know as well your food okay. items.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're obviously having chicken wings.
2: Oh, that's a staple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, protein. Uh, <laughs> Clean. the seven layered bean dip uh yeah there'll be some sort of uh, a dip like that yeah spinach yeah. dip a layered dip for sure I like that with the sour cream etc everyone has that bowl right now that's well not you know, you know the, the the sourdough bowl yeah hollow oh, yeah. it out you put yeah, the spinach yeah, the, dip, the spinach in. dip. Yeah. Uh, not my favorite but I'll dabble I'll dabble in that um yeah it'll be wings there'll be probably a little bit of shrimp yeah, there'll be there'll be a variety. Yeah. Chips and salsa. Yeah, there'll be a variety. Snaggletooth comes in <laughs>
1: Snaggletooth. You didn't mention what sport uh the critters are. What is it? Shuffleboard. Uh no, it's uh, <laughs> hockey, sorry, not just the juiciest. so. Yes, it was a hockey game last night in LA, Leduc, Alberta. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to think other foods that, just a staple for. And yeah, I always, someone always makes it like some kind of a cake and puts the uprights on. You know, those yeah, would be the cool. Yeah, the green
2: icing. Yeah, Good. you get the frosting and you get the um, like the the numbers and the lines for the mm-hmm. the field, etc.
1: NHL last night, Calgary Flames beat Vancouver five two. Uh, the Canucks were atop the Western Conference standings for twelve hours or so. <laughs> playing good, though, man. I was just looking at the points mm-hmm. leaders. They have three guys three with guys, 27 yeah. points. Pedersen, Miller, and Quinn Hughes. Jeez. What's Quinn Hughes going to do this year, Duke?
2: Uh, according to Kevin Carius <laughs> circa two months ago, Quinn Hughes is going to win the Norris <laughs> Trophy Ooh. this season. I, I saw somewhere a former teammate of his playing on another team uh, said that Quinn Hughes is the best player in the NHL right now. Ooh, there's another one. Um that's a big that's a lot to say that.
1: Yeah. But he's off to a good start and right now though. Right, right now. now. And so is Vancouver, and you have to be able to sustain that over the course of a season. Oilers in Tampa Bay, and again, this is the first time we haven't really been and I mean I mean I don't know, five weeks, I guess it's been four or five weeks every Friday, you and I, Eddie. It's God, just been. Got to come in and drag them. <laughs> <laughs> but not for fun. It's nope. just the reality of and it. the texts were f- like, we we get a text, you know, a couple every minute about, you know, the venom was just spewing about how poorly the Oilers were going. But then a coaching change and, you know, and everything. And, and even from last Friday, think about that. Last Friday when we came in here. And then the Oilers, so they played in San Jose Thursday. Thursday. So that was a crazy show Friday. Then they win Saturday night, and that was you know. Remember, we were we were texting each other, and I said, "Well, I think the Oilers will should be able to win yep. going away." And they were; they they did win kind of an easier game in in Seattle. But then to see that drop on Sunday, what did you make of when they when that all came down on Sunday? The coaching change.
2: Uh, you know, unexpected, surprised. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it was deserved. I think I made my uh, opinion very clear yep. on the Friday show last week that this was single handedly on the players. But hey. They're in a three-game streak right now. I want to ask you: How do you feel after this three-game streak? Do you think it's anything? You putting much weight into it? Because if you look at the last game, it yeah. wasn't pretty. Who's kidding who? No, it's a lot of work to do. We'll
1: see. The real bullets will start flying on this trip. Having said that, the Oilers always play better against better teams. Tampa is a good team. Yeah, Florida is a good team. You know, Caroline is kind of finding its way right now, kind of struggling a little bit in Washington too. Alex Ovechkin Playing better though. Little Washington? Yeah. A little bit better, but still, they're, uh, they're an older team. They are. You know, so this, I think these first two games, we're going to see what happens on Saturday, and then we'll see what happens Monday in Florida. Big show coming up today, Eddie, our old... Uh, partner in crime. I've known him for a long time and you yeah. do a lot of work with him. Yeah. Rod Peterson, old norm, down in Boca Raton. I mean, like living the life. I just still can't believe that.
2: How, how does Rod end yeah. up in Florida? You know
1: <laughs> I you know, and again we went uh Mount Royal broadcasting. He was first year, I was second year. That's when I first met him. And he came in like he was just you talk about a guy that fell off the turnip truck. He had no <laughs> sniff of anything. Nothing. Uh, so we'll talk to Normie at 7.20. Mark Spector on the mark for Booster Juice. And Jeff Merrick, eh, from Rogers Sportsnet. We go double barrels. Uh, headliner of the day for Mr. Reuter, Jeff Merrick at 8.20. At 9.20, uh, the hockey news uh, reporter from the Lightning, uh, Deandra Lou. Uh, Checks in. Plus, we'll have Sean Mullen from the WHL. Lots of news going on in the WHL. And uh, then at 10 o'clock, Jason Davidson, Connor Halverson, PBR Canada.
2: Uh, comes into Roger's Place this weekend. Ever see the Bulls, PBR? Or not like not live, but yeah. uh, I actually do some business with some riders out in Ooh. some rural Alberta c- communities, and, yeah, they tell me stories, and, boy, they tell me about the injuries. Yeah, those well, they're as tough as it comes. Their bodies are as yeah. jacked up as mine. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Eddie. No one's as jacked up as you
1: are. No one.
2: I'm talking injuries. <laughs> oh, oh, here.
1: I thought, I thought we were talking gun show Oh, here. no, gun show. Oh, they don't okay. got tickets to mine. <laughs> Uh, When we come back, Big Norm Rod Peterson checks in from Boca Raton, Florida. Talk a little Great Cup and everything else. That's Kevin Carey, Eddie Steele on Sports fourteen forty. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program seven twenty one. Kevin Carey, Eddie Steele on Sports fourteen forty. Just awaiting to check in with Hot Rod Peterson. From the Rod Peterson
2: show. How many shows have you done with Rod over the years? Oh, dozens lots. Dozens and dozens, Dozens, right? yeah. Dozens and yeah. dozens. Uh, mostly from my car. <laughs> 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 who do you got in the Great Cup this week? Well, I'm going to have to. Who, who's the only guy that still had Montreal? He's
1: coming. I didn't He's go. He's coming up. up. Hey. No, me. Oh, you? Yes. Oh, Rod did. Nor- no, Norm had BC. Oh remember, yeah, we, you're right you're You right. and I both yeah, said we yeah, will take yeah, Toronto yeah, yeah. We, Is it automatic? Yeah. It was automatic yeah. Toronto, and, Toronto and Winnipeg And Rod Peterson goes, don't don't count out BC Yeah, now you're <laughs> and just I, like and that I, too yeah. he said it. And I said Montreal would be the And this is even before the playoffs started Alright, let's welcome in our old buddy Rod Peterson from the Rod Peterson Show Good morning, Norm
0: you guys sound great together, like Bert and Ernie or Laurel and Hardy or something.
1: I was going to say the two guys off the Muppets, no? That's a good mix. <laughs> morning, boys. Yeah, You know, how are things in Boca Raton?
0: Beautiful. Stormed all week, but this morning it's back to summer-like conditions, and we're getting ready to watch the 110th Grey Cup. Football, football mad right now. My mm-hmm. buddies are all up to their ears in high school playoffs, college uh getting the end of the season. Good times.
1: Whenever I think of you, and we go back a long time, uh, whenever I think of you down there, I think of two things. One, uh, Kramer being the president of the condo board. I look at you as being like the president of some condo board down there. That's coming. It is? Okay. (laughs) coming. And then two, because we share a special affinity for this, and I'm going to try to do this as well as I can, because you and I have done it many times, Uh, Not just this, but this is the one part that I think of you when I think of you down in Boca Raton. I don't believe this. I don't friggin' believe this. Hey, you guys, listen. Chiefs sought out by a Florida retirement community. Retirement community. Unidentified but reliable sources have informed the Times-Herald that a St. Petersburg Florida retirement community is negotiating to buy the Charlestown Chiefs. For God's sake, put the map of Florida in it. Dickie Dunn wrote it. It's got to be true. It's got
0: to be true. <laughs> oh, uh, there's a lot of shysters in Florida. Trust me. Maybe that's why I'm here, Dick. I'm not sure. Yeah,
2: well, you fit right in.
0: Good time. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Can I tell you a funny story? Sure. The gal that cuts my hair just last week, what's left of it? She's cutting my hair. And she says, oh, I understand you're in football. I cut Robert Kraft's sister's hair. (laughs) There's a lot of jokes that can come out of that. And I said, is that right? And she says, yeah. Listen, if you ever see a little lady in her 80s with a blonde bob cut, that's Robert Kraft's sister. I said, that's every (laughs) lady in Boca.
2: (laughs) You know where we are? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: exactly look around ladies so anyways yeah Ooh. so you said you're going to have a big Great Cup weekend where would you watch the Great Cup on Sunday
0: well I don't know it's streaming of course okay. and I gotta give the CFL a lot of credit uh, because the CFL Plus has been outstanding in the CFL if it's not on cable television which about 50% of the regular season games were it's on CFL Plus so my buddies, there's about a lot of, a ton of CFL alumni down here. And I'm thinking we'll gather probably, Dick, when you come, I'll take you to this place. It's called Cafe Seville in Fort Lauderdale. It's where all the football guys hang out. And we'll probably stream it in the back room. And uh, it's a place where on any given day, especially in the season, you could walk in there and you'll see Nick Saban having lunch hmm. to a tongue of Iola. The Eagles, when they were here last year, the whole coaching staff went there, went there for a supper. Uh, Sirianni and his crew. So probably Cafe Seville. If you guys remember the names, you're old-time CFL fans. Eddie might not be old enough, like you and me, Kevin, but mm-hmm. Andrew Nolaki. He's yeah. Oh, come on, Rod. Eskimos, great. Absolutely. Yeah, no, no, not you remember him, but Matt DeBuck is a guy huh? that coaches Cardinal Gibbons High School here. They're in the regional semifinal Saturday at noon. I go to all their games. It's a great football community and a pretty good hockey community, too.
2: The hockey is uh, pretty big down there, I've heard, actually, and pretty competitive hockey. And you wouldn't expect that for being Florida, eh?
0: The Hughes, Hughes brothers were, are from uh, Orlando. And last year, Jack Hughes was the first Florida-born player to ever play in the NHL All-Star game. So it's growing. I do a show now on the Panthers and Lightning. I, it's a podcast, but we <laughs> you guys would get this. The alumni are jumping all over each other to get on our show. They don't even want to go on the Rock Peterson show anymore. They want to come on the Panthers show. Mm. And this week we're going to have Peter Worrell on. We've had Bill Lindsay, Randy Moeller, because nobody asks them to do interviews. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So they're like, yeah, 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 pick me. So I didn't really quite – Think it would go that way, but it's gone. It's gone awesome. It's it's fun. Hmm. That's the NHL alumni. But as far as the minor hockey, yeah. they Listen, fellas, thirty years ago when the Panthers started up, there were three thousand kids in Florida playing hockey, youth hockey they call it. Now there's thirty thousand.
1: So. It's, yeah, it's growing. growing. It's got a long ways to go too, but that's just the way it is, right? Yeah, of course, mm-hmm. absolutely. Rod Peterson from Boca, 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 I have a, yes, I have a long, I'm at the finish line, big guy, I'm almost done, Uh, (laughs) uh, Rod Peterson from uh, Boca Raton, Uh, Rod Peterson show, Kevin Carries, Eddie Steele on Sports 1440, we we were talking, and you mentioned uh, alumni and old guys, Eddie and I were talking about an old, older player, from back in the day with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and a guy that you obviously know the name and what he's done in the CFL and the NHL. And I think you know where I'm going with this. Jerry James? Jerry James. I knew you would know, Rod. I knew you would. Kid Dynamite. Kid Dynamite. Yes, he's on are it. You kidding
0: me? Yeah, I won a Stanley Cup with the Leafs and a Grey Cup with the uh, Blue Bombers. And oh, hmm. my God. that is Him and my dad were buddies. I'm yeah. sure Orville was buddies. Yes. Well well, you lived in Melville, so he had to be so. Well, yeah. What about him? Well, I told. We
1: were, we were just talking about you know just the old bombers and things like that, and Eddie, and he's from Winnipeg. Went to the same high school as same you. Same high school, Kelvin. Yep. I mean,
0: <laughs> yeah. I'll the tell you. That, I'll
1: just, I told Eddie the story. I might as well tell you too. So I've I've known him since '75. My dad hired him to be the coach of the Millionaires, Rod.
0: Well, listen. I heard a story, and you tell me if this is true or not. That that Mills weren't drawing too well. At the vault, and it was a cold winter. And Jerry personally offered to booster, jumpstart any cars that wouldn't <laughs> start in the parking lot after the game if they can. He would do it himself. Yeah, Do you know that story? Oh Detroit? well,
1: there I could. We could go on for about three hours with him. I this is a true story. I was there because I was <laughs> nine years old. He came into the basement and he signed the contract to be the coach. And Dad brought out a bottle of whiskey to celebrate or to ink the deal. And then went down in the cupboard and couldn't find any Pepsi or mix and he said, I'm sorry, Jerry, I don't I don't have any mix and Jerry said, I didn't come here to drink mix.
0: Oh, that's where you got it from. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You've been saying that for years. Well of course. Can you imagine if can you imagine if Chris Knobloch was would offer to personally jump start cars in the parking lot of Rogers Place after games if you would just come yeah. to the games? Not like the owners are struggling to sell tickets, sir. Obviously.
1: No, but you, there's a guy. He we should have had Jerry James on the show today. Now, what a guest that would be. Well, next time
2: mm-hmm. I've had
0: him on before. He's got a book out. It's called Kid Dynamite, yep. and it is outstanding. And it's just hard to believe that a guy would win the Stanley Cup and a great Cup, and I, it was like it was within a year of each other. Like he was playing at the same time in both leagues. Can mm-hmm. you imagine, Eddie?
2: Man, I, I I couldn't. I I really couldn't. Only the great special athletes can do that, you know. And there's far and few who have done it. Not too many, exactly. Yeah. Hey, hey I want to kick it's it back funny. up Pichardo to the. Can c- do it. Yeah, I was gonna. You beat me to it. I wanted to kick it up to the CFL. <laughs> <laughs> That's your boy. Uh, hey, Rod. Talking about the awards that happened yesterday, uh, how do you feel about them? Do you think that uh, they were deserved and just?
0: Um, the older I get, Eddie, I'm not as big of an award guy. And I think about this back in 2008 when the Grey Cup was in Montreal and, you know, the Stampeders lost all the awards to the Alouettes the night, you know, a couple nights before the game. And Henry was so upset about it. And it was like, well, the most important thing is to go out and win the game. And in this case, Chad Kelly, oh my God, guys, I could talk about him for days, He had the most outstanding regular season. I think we all agree. I don't like Eddie that it's voted. It's a regular season award, not you know. It doesn't take into account the playoffs, obviously. But if you're Brady Oliveira or some of these guys that might feel snubbed, go out and win the game on Sunday, and you will never, ever uh, remember who was the MVP that year. That's where I just I don't put a lot of stuff. Matter of fact, I couldn't even tell you who half the award winners were, other than my friends. Last night, uh, Troy, or uh, Troy Lowther, that's his dad, Brett Lowther, won the Tom Pate Award, <laughs> yeah. and it was a, uh, I believe it was Brayden Lidius won the Jake Goddard Award, yeah. so there's a couple of riders won there.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of with you, too, and I, I almost called in the Shenleys off the top as well. Um, you can. But, yeah, I guess a guy can, and I mean... I, I I still have a picture in my in my garage from Danny Danny Ray Kepley all his Shenley Award pictures from the right after the banquets so you know he signed it to me all five or whatever he's got so what do you think about the game who do you like I mean obviously you're going to take I know we all know you're going to take Winnipeg because you took BC so yep. you're taking Winnipeg and I don't know I'm I'm going to still stay with Montreal I guess might as well.
0: Well, I will remind you, one of the last times I was on, you said, oh, we all got Toronto, Winnipeg, and the Grey Cup. Just wake me up when it happens.
1: Yeah, that's so don't right.
0: Don't be throwing stuff at me. I, don't, I didn't kill all the brain cells, Dick. So I Pretty close, that. though. Um, <laughs> the last few are flickering. Um, the start of the week, our official betting partner, Bet Regal, installed Winnipeg a 7.5-point favorite. I checked this morning. They're now 8.5. I don't know what changed. That's more than a touchdown on Winnipeg's favorite. I think Winnipeg will win by less than six, but I will be cheering for Montreal. Good. And God's child, Cody Fajardo, in the game. <laughs> that way I'm covered both sides.
1: All right. Tell the listeners, and you and Addie and Cody Fajardo, what's the deal here?
2: Go ahead, Eddie. <laughs> well, I, I personally, and I, I'm not going to speak for the listeners, but I'm sure many will agree with me, that I don't think Cody Fajardo is um, a top-tier quarterback in the league. And Rod thinks differently, and we've had some uh, difference of opinions on this subject over the past few years. But, hey, he's in the Grey Cup, so who am I to say anything? If he goes, And I want Montreal to win this Grey Cup. Who's kidding who? I, I don't want to see Winnipeg win another one. But, yeah, I've been down on Fajardo. He, I've been down on him, so I, I'll sit here and eat it right now because he might go out there and win a Grey Cup.
0: I think he would hope that you still talk noise about him because, <laughs> you know, I don't know how well you know him, but, I mean, he's not a lot different than us. That kind of stuff is fuel to him. Totally. You know? Talk more down on him. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> yeah, no doubt. And and, uh, and uh, I'm just, I don't get it. I'm not big on stats. You know, you and I had a debate online here not that long ago about touchdown-interception ratio, and that's never really mattered to me. I don't care if he throws for 50 yards in this game and wins. You know that. No. Um, there's something about him that elevates his teammates. And that East Final where Chad Kelly just turned into whatever, <laughs> before our eyes. <laughs> Cody didn't have to do much to win the game, but you know what? He didn't lose it for them. So they had two pick sixes and a kick return touchdown and you win the game. Does he care that his stats weren't great? No. So that's why I, I, I try to get into fantasy because so many of my friends are and I mm-hmm. just can't because the numbers are dumb. And they don't, they don't take into account wins, I don't think, for points for quarterbacks in fantasy. They should. So to me, stats don't mean anything. You can't measure leadership. You can't.
2: No, you can't. Speaking of
1: leadership, Rod Peterson, Eddie Steele on Sports fourteen forty, Kevin Carey's show. How about the leadership of Jason Moss, Rod. How about him?
0: Listen, I've heard from a lot of people in Edmonton that are following this yeah. very closely because they're Jason Moss fans. Mm-hmm. And and you know. <laughs> Jason will be the first to admit, because I've talked to him about it, he has grown. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't feel good about his time as head coach in Edmonton with the way that he conducted himself on the sidelines. At I, times. I have a lot at of times, life, yeah. Pardon
1: me? At times, at times. I except, think. Except, well, of course, yeah, well, you know, everybody talks about. Yeah.
0: But. You know, you don't want to be remembered for that.
1: That's a
2: guy, though, you want to play for. That's a, a guy coach. you want to play I for. I've played for him. Hell yeah. of a coach. I started every game for him. A hell of a coach.
0: Well, those players love him. That's very evident. And to be honest, there's a lot of Ryder fans listening, I'm sure. Eddie played for them, for Sask, and Dick, you and I are from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what happened in Saskatchewan with Jason Moss and Fajardo. I never asked, and no, I won't ask. Mm-hmm. I know it was something bad, and the, a narrative was put out there that those two don't get along, and... Oh, man, my stomach turns when Mm -hmm. I think about it. And when I look at where the Rough Riders are right now and the way those two were fitted with gold horns, set on fire and sent out of town, and they don't even have a head coach right now, I'll guarantee you that Moz and Cody have not even fought it. They're not thinking about that. It's what's got them to where they are now, looking at what's in front of them, not what's behind them. But I'm with you for maybe different reasons, Eddie. I'm cheering for Montreal. I uh, like the uh, comeback story. I'm tired of Winnipeg. I mean, you can't argue with what they've done. No, Zach's made history here, too. Now, God, I love the game notes. I love the game notes of any league. Uh, Zach is the first quarterback in CFL history to, far, to start four straight Grey Cups. That's, that's something, man. Like Westwood was on my show this week and said, that's not just the greatest CFL story ever. That's one of the best sports stories ever. A guy whose career was over and come back and do this? That's unbelievable.
2: Yeah, It really is, man. Being his teammate in 2018 when he got knocked out. I was talking about this with my dad on the phone. Zach, literally, there was talk around Saskatchewan, and you were in the province at that time. That uh, Zach would maybe be drinking from a, uh, a straw for the rest of his life if he got another concussion. And here he is now. Boom. Four great cups later. Uh, one last quick one for you, Rod. Hot topic. Who's the Riders' next head coach?
0: <laughs> Listen, I don't know. <laughs> I, what they should do and what they will do are two different things, usually. So, uh, nah, well, we don't. Obviously, we're running out of time. I'd probably hire Henry Burris.
2: Ooh. And a lot of the
0: old-time football guys are telling me that I've lost my mind. But Henry's a winner.
2: Yeah, he would he's find been a in way the coaching game. Down. Yeah, he's been a coach, too. Yeah, he'll, he,
0: he'll figure it out. He's a winner. But what they're going to do, I don't know, man. I Now I hear they're going to go through this pomp and circumstance and pageantry of interviewing this guy and that guy asking for permission. I don't get it.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, you I have to... like ex-
0: to think they know.
2: Hey! Yeah, I was going to say you have to expect the unexpected when they go and re up uh, some management after two years of failure. That <laughs> doesn't
0: make any sense. So, are you asking who I think it should be, or who it will be? Because that's a different
2: thing. Yeah, logic, logic oh. doesn't take over. Uh, text yeah, coming in not. quick. I have no
1: idea. Quick text. To say hello to you, Rod. Rod the Great is on the show. Say hi from Daryl and Sherwood Park. One of your great fans here.
0: Oh, great. Well,
1: hey to them. Very smart guy. Oh, yeah. I got one last one for you, and I'm going to put you on the spot here. And I'm going to ask the question so you get five seconds, seven seconds to think about your answer. Is there a possibility that Rod Peterson would leave Boca Raton, Florida, come back to Canada and work in some form in a broadcasting position in some job with some area of a love for the game and a love for what you've done for your career, is there anything that could sway you to leave what you're doing right now and come back and work in the industry that you were in before?
0: I don't need to think about it. No, <laughs> it would take a crane to get me out of here. Okay, you, you come down and I'll show you. Rich Sutter came down for the NHL All Star Game last week. We spent a, or last year. We spent a week together. Rich, he goes, I get it now. Oh. Thirty-one degrees Celsius at NHL hockey. I'm like, you got to see it to believe it. I've been telling you, it's the greatest place in the world.
1: All right, then let me rephrase the question. Is there a job in Florida, maybe a job that would be a play-by-play job or something like that, that you would entertain leaving what you're doing now for?
0: Oh, I, don't, I never thought of that. I've never thought about. Okay. I'm happy doing what I'm doing, Dick. One day at a time. Mm-hmm. That's how we got here.
1: Well, I'm waiting for the invite down there. Haven't had one. After all the things I did for you in Calgary, Prince Albert, everywhere.
2: You almost killed me. <laughs> <laughs> I get invites to the show, but I don't get you know, invites down there either.
1: Just think of the, all the we things gotta, that you
2: and I had to do
1: to help save Bobby Crawchuk. Never mind you. <laughs> that's,
0: that's what I'm lucky to have survived being with you. I got a room for both you guys. Just don't come together. Open invite. I'll be here.
1: How's tomorrow sound?
0: Enjoy the game.
1: <laughs> thanks, Rod. Appreciate your time, buddy. All right, Rod. thanks. Thanks. That's Normie Rod Peterson from the Rod Peterson show you can see him He's on about there's about 10 different forums mediums where you can get it on TV I think you can get it on obviously all the podcasts it's on a radio station down in uh, Florida Yeah he, it's all over there's a few different platforms You must be one of the most popular guys in in Boca Raton when you when he gets you on there Yeah they they've seen a few Eddie Steels that's for sure <laughs> Uh when we come back we've got some open line time open text time we've got some text coming in we'll get to 183340 1440. It's Kevin Carious, Eddie Steele, Sports 1440. Stay with us. Oh, yes, the Duke with his uh, second break, Brian Adams. Tribute. Did you know this? And I uh, talked about this with the Duke a couple days ago. Maybe you were listening. 20 years ago, the Elks, well, the Eskimos won the Great Cup. 20 years ago on the 16th, it was. I guess Uh, that was yesterday, right? Man, why is it that the shows could just blend in so much, Duke? We can't even remember Monday to Tuesday, Wednesday to Thursday. Anyway, yesterday was 20 years ago that the Edmonton Eskimos won the Grey Cup in 03. Halftime show, Brian Adams. It was B.A.
2: And uh, Uh, Sam Roberts. uh, Another Canadian,
1: good Canadian guy out of Montreal, I think he is. So, yeah, 20 years ago, that was, I mean, the defense... For the Eskimos in that game, I believe gave up one point in the second half.
2: I mean, their defense over that like three four year span was mm-hmm. good. Well, I mean, Singor Mobley and they were studs I mean. up front. Their defensive line, linebacker, it was like everybody. Their secondary, they were playmakers. Mm-hmm. I remember growing up, and they were good. And then, of course, you had Frito.
1: Yeah, and I mean you had uh, Tucker and you know Hervey and Ricky yeah. Walters and Mike Pringle was the Pringle, running back. Yeah. Then. I remember Doug Peterson back in the you know in that day, and he was a Canadian defensive lineman and an absolute monster. And then we used to actually go on on uh, well more than just Sunday nights, but to a little pub called Devlin's on White Ave. Okay, and Doug Peterson would be in there because he was kind of. Oh, well, he'd like to enjoy a little libation yeah. too, right? So uh, he would be in there and we would have a lot of laughs, a lot of the good The wedding hole, Yeah, and just and uh, an old guy. This is probably even before a little probably back in 99, 98 in that area actually. And uh, uh, Jay Durant, I was, used to work with him and uh, he would drink Tangle Ridge and it was on the top shelf all the time and they'd have to bring Tangle Ridge down all the time. <laughs> um. Kenny Lawler, not exactly on the Edmonton Elks Christmas list
2: right now. He's not getting a card from the Elks, is he? No, that was uh, shots fired yeah, based off his tweet yesterday. I think it was tweet, an interview, interview, right? Interview, yeah. interview comment. It out, and yeah. just
1: to be clear, clear uh, to clarify things, basically he said in an interview, uh, for if you are a free agent, don't sign in Edmonton.
2: Yeah. It's funny because he took that money. He was fine with the 300K, wasn't he? Yeah, took that money, 300K, and, I mean, he was banged up a bit, but didn't produce a whole lot. But, again, injuries were a factor. Played 12 games,
1: I believe. Still led a team in receiving, if I can yeah, recall. Yeah,
2: he did. he did. Yeah, he did. You'd like, though, for that big of an investment to uh, – to pan out a little bit better, but that's how it goes sometimes.
1: Army Daryl texts in one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. 401440. Was that, that great cup? Got to fly home with the team and carry Tucker's MVP check from 03. Huh. Wonder what that check was worth.
2: Ooh. Let us know,
1: Army Daryl What was it worth?
2: Well it's the uh, CFL. It wasn't worth that much. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: Eddie. King of Fort Nasty. Good morning, KK Duke and Eddie. So are we allowed to call Carious Dick now? Well, that's uh, that's what Norm calls me. A lot of every, my mom calls me that. That's just the way it is. So you can call me whatever you want. That, right? That'd be a yes. Yeah, whatever you want. Uh, Brent texts in. What is the Moss story? Uh, do, when you and Rod and I were talking,
2: is that something just on the sidelines? Is what what. Oh we're yeah we're just talking about Moss and how he is as a coach and how he's grown and <laughs> yeah. yeah from his outbursts on the sideline and I mm-hmm. just chimed in talking about how good of a coach he is you know having played for him in 2016 mm-hmm. that was his first year and that's not an easy job to come in. Yeah. We won the Great Cup in 15, yeah. completely new coaching staff. It's kind of uncharted territory as players and as a coaching staff because not often do you have a new staff come in after you won the championship. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's tough for Moss to come in and do because we had a leadership core that was established, uh, a lot of veterans on that team. And there was a, a culture and a way about things that – It was completely different to be honest when Moss and his staff came there from how Jones operated things so kudos to him because we were a good team that year Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah yeah, I I really liked him because he's a heck of a motivator he's a coach that you want to play for kind of like a Mike O'Shea you get uh, chills listening to them talk because you just want to run through a wall for them because they say the right things and the fact is they live it too they're not just talkers they've done it and they're doers What was the biggest difference from 2015 to 2016
1: coming back as champs, but you, so you have you have Chris Jones and then you have Jason Moss. So what was that transition like for you? It,
2: the biggest thing was like I mentioned the culture was different. Um, it was a little more lax Chris Jones has his way of operating things. It's his way or the highway. Mm -hmm. We had Mike Benavides come in as our defensive coordinator, and it was just completely different the way he would speak to us. Um, Expectations were high, but the way you would go about your business was completely different. Um, Yeah, Chris Jones was – he was very efficient. You know, we get in, we practice, we don't waste time. He – he was always thinking about the little things, Chris mm-hmm. Jones, in terms of the players and getting off your feet and nutrition and things like that. The little little details that you most coaches that I've been around don't think about, uh, whereas it just wasn't the same. I don't want to say it was lax, but it was just different when mm-hmm. Moss and staff came in. And would you
1: be able to tell from an outsider watching him in Montreal now compared to, well, seven years ago to see his growth as a coach? and maybe you talk to some players or whatever but what do you think of of that Evolution of Moss.
2: Yeah, he's changed completely. He really has. And I was actually texting with Almondo Sewell because he's over in Montreal Mm -hmm. now. And we're still good buddies. And, you know, Moss was his coach here in Edmonton for a few years. And now he's in his coach in Montreal. And he says he has changed tremendously just with the the calming presence. You know, he gets fired up still, but he's not going on these cussing outbursts. He's not just berating people, berating officials, throwing things. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's way more of a leader. And you have to have that calming presence. At least the best leaders that I see in pro football, uh, they have that calming presence. You look at like a Tony Dungy, some of those good quality leaders of men. Uh, Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh. These guys, they don't get, they get worked up, but they're not, you know, having tirades and stuff. They're mm-hmm. calm. They're just good men that you can look to. And that's what I've seen out of Jason Moss. And that's exactly what Elmondo said to me as well. Quick one on Lawal Ugwak. We had
1: him on after the. Came into Edmonton, beat the Elks, uh, the Alouettes, and Oogwak had that forced fumble that went for a touchdown. Yes. First year in the league.
2: What, what do you think plays. of this young player? Yeah, that's a, He's having a, a really, really strong first year in the league. Better than my first year in the league. Not only is he out there playing, but he's making plays, impact plays, and he's playing in a great cup with an opportunity to, you know, you go out and you have one, two big plays in a great cup, and there you are, game's most outstanding Canadian. So there. that's got to be at the forefront front. Very true and never even thought of that. Uh, hey I'll tell you I, I was thinking about that big time in our Grey Cup um, because I wanted to win most outstanding Canadian at mm-hmm. home on top of winning a Grey Cup. I thought I should have won it actually. They gave it to Shamad Chambers. He had yeah. three catches for 50 yards. I had two tackles, a tackle for loss and a couple of quarterback hits. Most people thought it should have been me but <laughs> I, I'm happy my boy got it. Army Daryl says maybe the check for Tucker's MVP Maybe
1: 50K? I don't think so.
2: No. <laughs> no. No, you, you win the Grey Cup. Uh, the winning, total winnings of a Grey Cup is 12K. So, you yeah. no, the
1: MVP ain't getting 50. All right. Uh, when we come back, top of the hour, Mark Spector from Rogers Sportsnet. Before that, a Sports 1440 update brought to you by First Round. Watch NFL football at First Round Monday, Thursdays, and Sundays, and you could win a trip to watch your favorite team next year. Here is the Duke of Delvern.